Hello, welcome to the Coach's Cup. I am your host, Sonia Green, and today I want to talk about being decisive. Occasionally, I have clients who come to me because they have a big decision that they need to make, and they think they can't make it on their own. So they've been stumbling around in confusion, prolonging the decision process. Not making a decision keeps us in a place of limbo. We tell ourselves that it's safe there because we haven't stuck our necks out yet. We haven't made the decision. So there's no, you know, it's no danger. But this is a lie that we tell ourselves to keep us from taking the risk. And the truth is indecision is a huge place of discomfort and not the good kind, right? There's two types of discomfort. The discomfort we feel when we're doing something new, like if we're taking on a new job, we're meeting someone new, a possible relationship match, signing yourself up for a marathon. There's lots of things that we can do where we experience discomfort, but it's discomfort from being in action. Those are good types of discomfort. Those are the types of discomfort from which we learn something. Being in indecision, the discomfort there is the discomfort of stuckness. And to me, I imagine being stuck in a whirlpool. You're spinning around or maybe on a roller coaster, you know, one of those roller coasters where they go, they spin you round and round and round as fast as you can. I guess that's more the teacup than the roller coaster, isn't it? But anyway, you're spinning around and round and round and you are really, you know, you're in a lot of discomfort, but you're not going anywhere. You're just spinning. That's the discomfort from indecision that we get from being in indecision. We don't learn from it. We get very disoriented, but we're not going anywhere. About a year ago, I had a client who came to me because she thought she wanted to change careers. She'd worked really hard. She'd gone to law school. She was an attorney. She'd been an attorney for about two years and she wasn't happy. And she thought she wanted to open a bakery. But if she left her law career to open a bakery, then she was going to face what she imagined in her head was a lot of pushback. She imagined that people would say, but you spent all that money and time going to law school and now you're owning a bakery, which didn't take any of that schooling at all into consideration. She thought her parents would be disappointed in her. In her mind, she was somebody if she was an attorney, but they wouldn't think she was somebody if she owned a bakery. It could fail. You know, bakeries fail every day. Restaurants fail. That that business is failure prone. And so all of these things were holding her back, keeping her in indecision. She kept stewing. And what I was finally able to point out to her after, you know, several sessions of us talking and and going through all of the reasons that she might or might not make this decision is that ultimately 
being an indecision was keeping her from being focused on the present. So not only was she not pursuing this dream of owning a bakery, but she also wasn't being a very good attorney in the moment. So it was easy to be unhappy in her current position because she wasn't being present when she was there. She was too busy thinking about how owning a bakery could be easier, could be more freeing. She had not performed to the level that she had hoped to as an attorney, and she wasn't getting the accolades or she wasn't getting the feedback that she was used to getting for her academic performance in her law career. There were lots of things that she imagined would be better if she left her current position and opened a bakery. But the result was that, like I said, she wasn't being present as an attorney either. So we came up with some steps to help her make a decision. And I want to share those with you because if you're telling yourself that you know, the thing that, that we like to do is that we want to cover all the bases. And that's what our brains are programmed to do. We, our brains are set up to do pros and cons. You know, I, I, I've had students occasionally, I'm not a big pro-con list person, but I've had students who would come in and they would have their pros and cons list for for doing something, for going to graduate school versus taking a job. You know, they would have all of these things set up. And that's really what our brains like to do. They like to spend time in risk assessment. But many times that is just prolonging the act of being decisive. So if you are thinking about a decision that you that you're making, whether it's a big one or a small one, honestly, it's a lot easier to practice on some smaller decisions first before you have those life-changing decisions come into play. But either way, get a a pen or pencil and jot down these steps to help you be decisive. There's five of them. The first one is to consider everything. I know a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how we like to put everything in binary. It's either pro or con. It's for or against. I either do the thing or I don't do the thing. But not every decision. In fact, most things in life are not black and white. We try to make them black and white because it seems more comfortable that way. It's easier if it's baker or attorney. But in many things, there are actually more than just those two decisions. So what if you consider everything and try to really go beyond yes or no, one or the other? I had somebody that that I knew who was dating these two men. And when she found out that I was a coach, she started talking to me about them and which one should she choose? And I said, you know, if you have this indecision around these two men, what if you choose yourself and don't date either of them for a while and just get to know what you really want? And I mean, it just totally stunned her because she thought her options were between 
man A and man B. And actually there was another option she could choose, which, you know, I don't, I don't know what she decided to do, but it was another option. And if neither of those two stood out to her, then why not just date yourself for a while, get to know what you need rather than trying to make a decision between these two. Maybe there's somebody completely that you don't even know right now who's a much better option if you just take some time to get to know yourself and what you really need. So step one, consider everything, including all of the things that you haven't been considering. Um, For the attorney, you know, is there any way that she could have maybe tried out the idea of the bakery without fully stepping into it? Was there an option there where she could maybe have had a weekend bakery where she was open on Saturday and Sunday mornings? You know, those are options that we don't always consider. So what is another option outside the A or B that we usually give ourselves? Step two, if both options could be amazing, if the end result could be that both of them are just amazing, which one would we ch- would you choose? The thing is, you have the power to make either choice amazing, right? Whatever you choose, you can decide this is going to be amazing. There's no right or wrong choice. So if you're willing to do the work, then either option could be amazing. And if either option was amazing, which one would you choose? It's an interesting question. And we don't often, we get so caught up in thinking that there is a right choice or a wrong choice that we don't even open up to what if they're both fantastic choices. Number three, what if you are either winning or you're learning and failure is not one of your options? Again, with the binary, we set ourselves up. I'm either winning or losing. I'm either making a good choice or a bad choice. You know, she could open a bakery and it could fail. But what if instead of writing that up as a failure, she looked at all of the things that she learned by owning a business. There's so much to learn in our, the things that we consider failures, the things that we call failures, but they don't have to be failures at all. They can be the most important learning experiences of our lives. We often set up these high stakes situations in our brains because we tell ourselves it prepares us for the worst. At first, that's that's just a total lie that keeps us in confusion. It's one of those things that we tell ourselves to keep in that spinning, that round and round discomfort. We can never know for sure. I mean, we don't know what the future holds. So in that respect, we don't know the outcome of a decision. I feel pretty sure that there were people who opened bakeries, who opened restaurants, who opened a a variety of businesses right before 2020. They opened them maybe the end of 2019. They didn't know what was coming. 
Nobody knew what was coming. Nobody could have prepared for that. But what I hope they did, if their businesses didn't make it, they had a huge opportunity to learn from that. And some did, some pivoted, some figured out, and I'm not, I don't necessarily mean bakeries and restaurants in this situation, but the businesses that were able to pivot and figure out how to work online, how to, you know, they were very successful because they learned, they didn't just see the pandemic and and see failure. They figured out another way to do it. And we can do the same thing. If we don't get caught up in the fact that if something doesn't go exactly the way our brains have planned it, it's a failure, then we can actually learn and grow from that. But we have to get our brains out of the mindset that that it's either win or lose. We have to look all around at all of the angles. If we're learning, then we're preparing for a life of winning, right? Because we're going to. If we're learning, we're going to figure things out. It may take a little longer than we had planned. It may not be the win that we had anticipated. But if we're learning, then we are winning. Number four, what does future you say about the choice you should make? Which choice puts you closer to that future you and future you could be a year from now it could be five or ten years from now but the person that you want to be is there an option there that gets you closer to being that person if there is then there's your choice right there there's your decision because if we have a plan for our growth If we're moving toward that growth, then we're going to move toward the decision that puts us closer to future us. So just to review, consider everything is the first one, even options that aren't A or B. Number two, if both choices could be amazing, which one would you choose? Number three, what if you're either winning or learning? And failure isn't part of the equation. Number four, what does future you say about your choice and which choice puts you closer to future you? And then number five, give yourself a deadline to make the decision and stick to it. And if it feels scary and makes you a little sick at your stomach, that's how you know you're doing it right. Ultimately, We make a decision in an instant. You spend however long you decide stewing in that decision, but we make them in an instant. Sometimes I can even tell when I'm working with clients on decision work, they've already made a decision. They just don't want to say it out loud because they're afraid of what it's going to mean for their lives, how it's going to change things. Or it feels uncomfortable. It feels scary. They're going to have to get in a lot of action. And so they tell themselves they haven't made the decision, but they have. And you can, you know, they have. So remember, if you are postponing a decision, then you're really postponing your life. You're sitting in limbo. You're spinning around and around in that teacup 
instead of taking action. Discomfort is going to be there regardless, right? Whether you're spinning an indecision or whether you're making a hard decision that you're going to learn from, either one of those is uncomfortable. But which one of those gets you closer to what you really want in your life, what your what your goals are? That's your decision. So give yourself a deadline, whether it's a week, whether it's a month. The attorney, she decided to give herself a year to be present, not to think about, not to to take a year to make the decision necessarily, but she decided to give herself a year to focus and be present on her career as an attorney. And then when that year was up, if she still wanted to revisit that decision, then she could then. That was her decision. It doesn't mean she spent the next year, I hope, thinking about it, wondering if this was the right decision, because that doesn't keep her present. If you're present, if you're working on yourself, you're working on your goals, working on the career you're in, or with the person you're in a relationship with, or whatever the situation is, be present in it, give your full self to it. And then when you're happy, when you're content, when you realize that you are happy with the person that you're being, then you're in a space to make a decision. If you're spinning round and round and thinking about all the potential things that could happen in the future, you're not happy in the present. So get your present cleaned up, live there, and then make a decision about what's best for your future you. Don't spin in it. You're going to make it in an instant anyway. Give yourself time to think about it and then demand a decision at the end of that time from yourself. Don't postpone your life. Don't postpone your wins. It's a gift that we can give ourselves by being decisive. And I promise you, it's much better than spinning around in that whirlpool and just making yourself dizzy and sick from that. All right. If you're looking for coaching, I have, I currently have one spot available. You can reach out to me at soniagreencoaching.com. You can also find me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on Facebook. If you want to comment on this podcast, then I would love to see your comments on the Coaches Cup Facebook page. What decisions have you stewed about? What decisions have you made quickly and how have those worked for you? How do you, this is one that I love, how do you consider the alternatives other than A and B? Because that's when we're really getting creative, right? That's when we're really using our brain. What else is out there that I haven't considered? So look for the the Coach's Cup podcast page on Facebook. All right. I'll see you next week.